I want to start today's podcast by thanking you. Seriously, thank you. Thank you for your, for investing your time in listening to this podcast. I know that there are literally millions of sources of information that you can turn to. So the fact that you've chosen to spend your time listening to this one just astounds me. I sincerely hope that, that the advice that I share on this podcast makes an effective difference to your site and helps. That said... I admit I've got an ulterior motive for thanking you, and that's because I want to talk about the importance of appreciation. But I do mean what I said, and I find it frustrating that so few people actually thank their users for completing a call to action or using their service or whatever else. It's frustrating because it's not only the nice thing to do, it also makes a lot of business sense. First, most consumers feel underappreciated by companies. Sure, they'll sign up for a newsletter to get something out of it, but they know that the benefit um, mainly goes to the company. Most people feel that companies will take every opportunity to squeeze everything they can out of somebody given half a chance. They're immediately on guard and cynical when it comes to dealing with organisations online. They expect companies to manipulate them and to take advantage of them. And that provides an enormous opportunity to surprise and delight people, a chance to connect with them, to build trust and to stand out from the crowd. But all it takes is a little appreciation. But there's another consideration that makes showing appreciation a great business decision for encouraging action, and that's a psychological characteristic called um, reciprocation. Reciprocation is our desire to repay kindness, And it can be a powerful way of turning people into advocates for your brand. If you show that you appreciate people, they're going to want to show you the same in turn. And that may be recommending you to others, but it could just as readily be agreeing to sign up for your newsletter or completing some other call to action on your site. So how then do we show people that we appreciate them? Well, it starts with something as simple as thanking them. The fact that I'm sitting here telling you to thank users for completing a call to action seems somewhat silly to me. Surely this is just common courtesy that we should be doing naturally. We do in every other part of our lives. However, for some reason, we don't seem to do it online. And that's sad, really. Take, for example, the Hope of Bethesda website that I run for a small charity helping children in rural India. When somebody clicks on a donate button, even before they select an amount and certainly before they complete the process, I thank them for being willing to give. I suppose you could argue there's a greater necessity to thank people for um, giving on a charity site because they're not getting anything in return. But this is about more than merely showing appreciation. Notice that the person in my example on the Bethesda site hasn't yet completed the call to action. They have just clicked on a donate button. In fact, on average, only 15% of people who start a donation process go on to finish it. I therefore want to encourage them to follow through on the process that they've begun. And most calls to action involve some kind of multi-step process like this. And so we need to do anything we can to motivate people to keep going and that it's going to be worthwhile in the end. Thanking them is not only polite, but it also acknowledges that they've committed to completing the call to action. And a funny thing happens when we do that. People feel obliged to complete the process because they want to be seen to be consistent with what they've already began. Psychologically, this is often referred to as a commitment bias. 
The fact that nobody is observing us doesn't seem to impact the behaviour in such situations. Thanking them will generate that similar feeling of commitment. Researchers carried out an experiment using an honesty jar that people were required to put money in when they took a tea or coffee in an office. They discovered that merely placing a photograph of a pair of eyes watching people was enough to significantly increase the number of people putting money in the jar. People knew that they weren't really being watched, but it still triggered the same response. So not only is thanking people the right thing to do, but it also has a direct impact on conversion. But merely acknowledging people will not be enough to show we truly appreciate them. For that, we need to go further. The problem is that many organisations still have a very much a broadcast mindset of the mass media age. We produce products and then we broadcast the benefits of those products to consumers in the hope that they might be convinced. But today, consumers are talking back. The web has enabled people to express their likes and frustrations via social media and review sites. Every day, they're telling you exactly what they want and what they need. We just need to listen to them. By monitoring this kind of feedback, we get real insights into factors that are influencing the decision as to whether to act or not. And we should pay close attention to these questions, the questions that people are asking and the objections that they're expressing. If we can answer these in the copy associated with our calls to action, we will see a shift in the number of people actually acting. After all, it's important to remember that for every one user who expresses their thoughts online, there will be many, many more who do not. But it's not enough just to listen. We want to show users we appreciate them, so we also need to respond. If you don't answer um, when a consumer expresses a concern or asks a question, they, and everyone else who's watching, will presume that you don't care. I can give you an excellent example of this based on my own personal experience. I recently switched energy supplier, and when considering my options, I checked out the various apps the suppliers um, were offering, as this was most likely going to be the primary way I would interact with these companies. The app of my preferred supplier was full of negative reviews and that in itself was enough to put me off. However, the supplier also hadn't bothered to respond to any of those reviews, which concerned me all the more. Didn't they care that their customers um, were expressing frustration? Didn't they want to address them or at least acknowledge them? That attention to existing customers heavily influenced my decision as to whether to complete their call to action and sign up. Failing to appreciate existing customers is just as bad, if not worse, for conversion as failing to recognise it when future customers are choosing to act. How then do we show that we appreciate an existing customer and turn them into an advocate who actively promotes our brand and influences prospective future customers? Let me tell you a little story that hopefully will answer that question. I've been a customer of MailChimp for years, and one day, out of the blue, I received a package from them. It contained, well, just a silly woolly hat, really, based on their logo and a handwritten note thanking me for being a customer. It wasn't anything valuable particularly, but it was very thoughtful, fun and personal, and I loved it. And I immediately felt an overwhelming desire to thank MailChimp to reciprocate in some way. I put on the hat, snapped a photo and posted it to Twitter with a thank you to the guys at MailChimp. And that little example teaches us a couple of valuable lessons that we can learn from. First, the package contained a handwritten note. It made it feel personal. It didn't feel like a mass marketing initiative. 
Personalizing an experience can mean a lot to people, whether they are an existing customer or a prospective one. It says that you're going the extra mile to understand and support them. Now, I'm not talking about personalization, although that does have other benefits. I'm talking about that human touch. I once checked into a hotel to find a framed collage of various photographs that they'd taken from my social media feed. It also had a handwritten note expressing the hope that this trip created new memories and saying that they, I was welcome to take the photo home with me. Although it sounds creepy when I recount the story, it was lovely at the time and made me feel appreciated. I immediately shared the experience with friends online. Notice the reoccurring theme in both the hotel story and the MailChimp one. I immediately shared the experience online. And I did this in part because of reciprocation. I felt desire to thank those who had been so considerate. Now, at this point, it's essential to distinguish between an incentive and a gift. An incentive is something that we're offered up front to motivate us into completing a call to action. For example, if MailChimp had offered me the hat um, before I became a customer and it was conditional on whether I signed up or not, that would have been an incentive. I would have calculated that into the decision to sign up. It will become a part of the transaction. A gift, on the other hand, is given when somebody is already committed to the call to action. It's a thank you for taking that decision. In essence, there's no strings attached to it. And only a gift creates that sense of appreciation and encourages reciprocation. An incentive won't achieve the same thing. What all of this shows us is that kindness, appreciation and consideration do actually pay off. By appreciating existing customers, you turn them into advocates who will help increase the conversion among new customers. By acknowledging new customers who choose to act, you encourage them that they've made the right decision and that compels them to complete what they've already begun. But most of all, let's be honest, it's just a lovely, nice thing to do.